microphone. It was me, Mike, I'm sorry. <laughs> User error here. So again, good morning. Welcome to this worship service of Ada First United Methodist Church. My name is Reverend Brandy Rigsby, and it is a joy and an honor to be gathered this morning as we offer our praise and worship to our Lord. I want to welcome each and every one of you. If you're joining us online, we want to extend a welcome to you as well. Um, please know Mark is in the back and answering any questions that you may have if you're joining us through Facebook Live or YouTube. But check in, let us know you're here, say good morning to one another. And if you do have any questions, we'll get back to you as soon as we can after the service. A few announcements and reminders. We do have an offering basket in the back of the sanctuary. We have a new online giving option. So those who are regular online givers, you probably received a message from Julie recently about how to update that. But if you do have any questions um, about how to become an online giver or with that new platform, please let us know. We um, found an option that's a little cheaper for us to host as a church, but still allows us to offer that service for online giving. So again, please find myself or Julie after the service if you have any questions. Also, Christmas Eve music. If you are interested in providing music during that half hour before the candlelight service, whether you play an instrument or sing, if you'd like to contact me or Mr. Scott Henning, we would love to get you signed up for that. Um, and that's just a wonderful time to gather before that service to enjoy one another's gifts and to be in the presence of the Lord on Christmas Eve. Also, our children's handbells and uh, Christmas pageant will take place on December 17th, our kids have been downstairs every Sunday working diligently with Miss Wendy. I think we have 12 or 14 of them that are playing handbells, and they are doing a fantastic job. So we look forward to hearing them on the 17th. And then also they will be performing our Christmas pageant, which they have also been practicing for. However, there will not be rehearsal today because right after the worship service, I'd like to invite all of you to stick around and we are going to hang the greens. We will be preparing the church for the Advent season, hanging all the decorations in the sanctuary and throughout the church building. And of course, the more we have to stay, the quicker it goes. As soon as the service is over and we um, greet one another, we'll go to our different places in the building. The decorations are already laid out and there will be folks in different areas to help direct you as to what needs done. So I appreciate your, um, I'll tell you, I appreciate ahead of time the work that you give us today as we prepare the sanctuary and the church for the Advent season. Also, this coming Saturday, December 2nd, is Mary on Main from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., and we are a host site here on Main Street. So we will have the United Way in the front entry. The Can Do Group will be hosting Letters to Santa in the front porch. And then our church, in partnership with the Public Library, will be doing crafts, cocoa, and cookies in the, in the Fellowship Hall from 11 to 1 o'clock on Saturday. We do need volunteers to be here to help greet people, to pass out the crafts, to pass out cocoa. So if you're able to be here any or all of that time, we would definitely appreciate that. We are also participating in a toy drive in partnership with the Ohio Northern University wrestling team. 
We'll be collecting toys in the front porch through Mary on Main weekend. Um, there will be a bucket down there provided by Christy Bischler and Ron. Um, and those toys will be donated to families here in our own community. So if you would like to pick up any toys while you're out and about shopping this week, please feel free to give the, bring those into the church and we'll make sure they get delivered to the wrestling team to be handed out to families in our community. Now friends, as we move into this time of worship, May we know that God's spirit is already here among us at work in our hearts and in our lives. I pray that our time together will be a blessing to us, but also will bring praise to God's ears. Will you join me in an attitude of worship? Thank you, Julie. Please rise as you are able for our call to worship. Let us sing, praise, praise be to God. God. Who dared to take on human flesh and dwell among us? Praise Thanks be to God. God. Who did not turn back in the face of evil and death? Praise, praise be to God. God. Who continues to dance through our lives even now? All that had breaths sing praise to God. Please remain standing to sing hymn number 187 in the United Methodist Hymnal.
seated. Our scripture reading is from the book of Genesis, chapter 3, verses 1 through 10, on page 2 of your pew Bible. The snake was the most intelligent of all the wild animals that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say that you shouldn't eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the snake, we may not eat the fruit of the garden's tree, sorry, we may eat the fruit of the garden's trees, but not the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden. God said, don't eat from it and don't touch it or you will die. The snake said to the woman, you won't die. God knows that on the day you eat from it, you will see clearly and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. The woman saw that the tree was beautiful, with delicious food, and that the tree would provide wisdom. So she took some of its fruit and ate it, and also gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate it. Then they both saw clearly and knew they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made garments for themselves. During that day's cool evening breeze, they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden, and the man and his wife hid for themselves from the Lord God in the middle of the garden's trees. The Lord God called to the man and said to him, where are you? The man replied, I heard your sound in the garden. I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. The word of the Lord for the people of God. to invite Miss Anna up as she shares our children's message this morning. And all the children may join us on the stage. Raise your hand if you ate way too much food. 
What? You guys aren't even trying. What? Did you eat the mashed potatoes? Ah, oh, I'm glad some of you did. All right. Oh, well, I'm going to tell you guys a little story, okay? So I have these two donkeys here, and I have a grown-up donkey and a baby donkey. So let's see, who is small? Cooper, I think you might be the smallest one who listens. Can you be the little baby donkey? Oh, yeah, I didn't see Ellen over there. Ellen, you are a great listener, but I already asked Cooper. You would have been fantastic. Cooper, will you um, be on the little donkey? Okay, and then Claire, you already volunteered. Do you want to be the grown-up donkey? Okay, so can you two hop to the middle here? Okay, and these two donkeys were so happy. See, the, the grown-up donkey made this beautiful world, and she wanted to share it with someone. So she had a little baby donkey, and she loved the baby donkey so much, and they had so much fun together. Guys, look like you're having fun. Yay! But one day, even though he knew he wasn't supposed to, Baby Donkey ran away. Baby Donkey, go this way. Oh, anyway, okay. Bye, Baby Donkey. This broke Mama Donkey's heart. She was so upset. In fact, he didn't just run away, but there was a wall created between Baby Donkey and Mama Donkey. Rory, you wanted to participate, right? Do you want to be, do you want to stand between them? Okay. Uh, Lucy, do you want to be a wall too? And yeah, you want to be a wall? Good. And so Baby Donkey and Mama Donkey were separated. Mama Donkey was so upset. She called out to Baby Donkey. <laughs> Baby Donkey called back. <laughs> and they wanted to be together, but the rules were that they couldn't. But do you think that the grown-ups in your life would let, you, would let you run away? Do you think they would follow you at all costs? Yes? Well, Mama Donkey did a fantastic thing where she actually ripped down the wall from top to bottom. Do some, Claire, rip the wall. <laughs> and then the donkeys got to be together forever. That was a beautiful fall. You did a great job, Rory. Okay. Don't you love that story? Did you know that that's, that's your story? This is your story. So way back, Adam and Eve broke a rule that separated them from their creator. What rule was it? Don't eat the fruit, just like the verse we just read. And it put a wall between us and our creator, our God, who loves you more than anything on the planet, universe, really. Right? But did God just leave us here all alone on earth? No, because God's going to stop at nothing to keep us with him. He loves you more than anything. So what did he do? Haley, what did he do? Um, I'll give you a hint. His name starts with J. Rory and Haley knew it. He sent Jesus, and Jesus broke down that wall because from the beginning, no grown-up is going to let their beloved little one go away, is, are they? No. All right, are you guys ready to pray? I wanted to know if we could say a special prayer today. Tim, I'm going to have you join us. I know Tim loves to be up front in front of everybody. 
But we have to say a special prayer today for Tim and Anna because they are going to welcome a beautiful baby into this world. And we get to celebrate with them. Are you guys excited? Do you think, I think you will have plenty of babysitters. Yes. So um, they have begun making the announcement to their families over the Thanksgiving holiday, and we wanted to share the news with the church. And I thought this would be a wonderful opportunity for us as a church family to pray for them. Anna has been um, hiding it very well, but she has been very sick through the beginning of this pregnancy. And that is no fun at all. And Tim has been very supportive. And whatever demands um, she makes... <laughs> which also happens with pregnancy. So I want to ask if we could pray a blessing over them and offer our love and support. And you are due in? Uh, the last day of school, the May 23rd. <laughs> you know, <laughs> convenience, maybe. So if we could extend a hand and offer a prayer and a blessing over Anna and Tim and thank them for allowing us to share this news and to walk this journey with them. Let us pray. Almighty and gracious God, we come to you this morning so thankful for the gift of life, for the gift of life that you allow us to share as your children. And we pray now for Tim and Anna and for the life that they will bring into this world. May you ha rest your hand upon them, give them peace and comfort and strength and assurance, O oh God, that you are walking this journey with them. And for us as their church family, may we be a source of support and strength as well. May they feel blessed during this time. And as the time moves closer and closer, may we continue to offer our prayers and our support. Lord, we offer you all the praise, and we thank you for the ways that you are at work in our lives. In Christ's name, amen. All right, thank you all, and you can head down to Children's Church. Take good care of Miss Anna. Our second scripture reading is from the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verses 9 to 14, in the Pew Bible on page 808. The true light that shines on all people was coming into the world. The light was in the world, and the world came into being through the light, but the world didn't recognize the light. The light came to his own people, and his own people didn't welcome him. But those who did welcome him, those who believed in his name, he authorized to become God's children, born not from blood, nor from human desire or passion, but born from God. The word became flesh and made his home among us. We have seen his glory, glory like that of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. The word of the Lord for the people of God. So how was everyone's Thanksgiving? Have enough food to eat? Yeah. Some are patting their bellies still. So I've got to ask, though, be honest for a moment, any drama around the Thanksgiving table? Oh, maybe none that we want to admit to. Because if you think about it, it's bound to happen. At least it happens at my family's Thanksgiving. Somebody wears in a political t-shirt and... <laughs> <laughs> 
Whew. You get all the family together in one place and inevitably the topics of politics or religion will come up and, oh. But wait, even better than drama, anything scandalous over Thanksgiving. Again, nothing anybody wants to share. But you know, I tend to think that we love drama and scandal. All you have to do is look at those magazine racks in the checkout line at Walmart. Those are the stories that sell. Did you hear Travis Kelsey's scene with a woman besides Taylor Swift? Harry Styles shaved his head. A man took his emotional support alligator to a Phillies game. Or my personal favorite, a former DOD employee has confirmed UFOs are real. Thank you. <laughs> we love a good story of scandal. Unless, of course, it's our story. Because we aren't scandalous people. We're just people who make mistakes, right? But hold on, because I'm about to blow the lid off of this place. Are you ready? We have been involved in a scandal. <laughs> I appreciate the participation. Thank you. We have been involved in a scandal. We have been involved in the biggest, most noteworthy scandal the world has ever seen. And you're not going to find this news, though, on the magazine racks but it has sold millions of copies. In fact, our scandal story has sold more copies than any other story, and it starts with the words, in the beginning. Our scandal started with two people. We'll call them Adam and Eve. As the story goes, Adam and Eve had it all. Life was quite literally perfect. But in a moment of self-serving disobedience, they messed it all up. And they didn't just mess it up for themselves, they messed it up for all of us. But there's a word for what they did. Sin. And sin is where the story of scandal begins. All of humanity marked by sin, all of humanity fallen and broken from that day forward. Now let me pivot for a moment and make sure we're on the same page when it comes to our understanding of sin. Because I think sometimes we mistake sin as just the really big, horrifying, dark of the night kind of stuff. The word sin for most of us, probably brings to mind things like murder, criminal activity, fraud. Now, those definitely fall into the category of sin, but I think sometimes we get too caught up or distracted by the big things, and we forget that we, too, have been stained by sin. We, too, are broken people. Sin has been and continues to be a problem for every single human being. 
but I know what you're thinking. Sin, yes, but scandal? Surely not me. Now, we all have probably chapters in our lives we'd like to forget about, but scandal, not good Christian folks like us. Listen for a moment, though, to how Rick McKinley explains sin. He says, when we live below our best potential, when we are mediocre, when we are cheap instead of noble, when we are haphazard, when we ought to be upright, that is sin. When we are anything less than godly, it's because we are culprits in this scandal called sin. And perhaps what makes the scandal even worse is the way that we deal with it. If we look again at the passage from Genesis, we find Adam and Eve aware of their own guilt. We know because it says when they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden, the man said to his wife, we must hide ourselves. And they hid themselves from the Lord God in the middle of the garden's trees. The Lord called to the man and said to him, where are you? And the man replied, I heard you in the garden. I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Did you hear what he said? I was afraid and hid because I was naked. Did they suddenly become naked? No, they had been naked all along, but it was only after eating from the tree of knowledge, after listening to the wrong voice, after succumbing to disobedience, that their nakedness became a source of shame and fear. It was only after the act of sin that it became scandalous. You see, earlier in Genesis, we hear that humankind was created in the image of God. And when God saw all that God had made, do you remember what God said? It is good. It is good. But here in Genesis 3, the moment that Adam and Eve disobey, the image of God in which they were created is now marred by sin, tarnished by sin. It was only then that they realized something is wrong. It is only then that the, for the first time they feel this sense of shame and fear. So they hid. They hid from their creator. Friends, we do the same. We hide ourselves behind all sorts of things. McKinley writes, Adam and Eve chose to hide behind trees. We choose to hide ourselves in our work, in our money or sports or politics. And while any of these things may be good by themselves, when we use them to hide from God, when we turn our lives away from God, that's sin. That is the scandal of sin flowing through generations of humanity. 
But listen closely. Because there is still good news. We have not been left alone to figure this out on our, on our own. We are not eternally doomed to suffer under the wrath of a vengeful God. This story of scandal, our story, it didn't end in the garden. That was only the beginning. And as the pages turn, as the years and generations pass, as the story unfolds, there are so many twists and turns. But in a little town called Bethlehem, we know the story of for a Savior is born, forgiveness is born. Salvation enters the story. The Word became flesh and made his home among us. But the story doesn't end there either. We know the story because it's our story too. God came to us. God made God's home among us but couldn't stay long. There was still work to do, and in the life and the death of Jesus Christ, God showed us what redemption looks like. The story may have begun in the garden, but years and generations later, a branch sprang up from the root of Jesse. The story began again with a star in the sky, a star that led to a humble manger, a baby who became human, he traveled dusty paths. He shared meals with sinners and followed his story and our story all the way to a cross. All of it for us. All of it to change the ending of our story. Next Sunday, we move into the season of Advent a season when we are called to prepare our hearts for the birth of Christ. And as the season of Advent approaches, may we remember why Christ came. Because we need him. Christ came, God in human flesh, born to live and walk and die among us because of our story of sin and scandal. Christ came to rewrite our story. You see, there wouldn't be a need for Christmas, for the birth of Christ, if it wasn't for our sin, if it wasn't for the brokenness of humanity. And so what that means is all along, God had a plan. From the very beginning, God had a plan. It began in the garden. Adam and Eve listening to the wrong voice and choosing sin over God. But God already had an answer. The path to redemption, it really began there in the garden with Adam and Eve. The good news began then and there. That's why scholars actually call this passage in Genesis... I'm going to mispronounce it here, the Protevangelium, which means the first gospel. Genesis, the first gospel. So Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, 
They weren't the only ones to utter the good news because God's plan for redemption, God's plan to mend our brokenness began that day in the garden. The first message of good news, the declaration that sin and death would not have the last word, the first gospel came to us in these words. The Lord God said to the snake, Because you did this, you are the one cursed out of all the animals. On your belly you will crawl and the dust you will eat. I will put contempt between you and the woman, between your offspring and hers. Then and there, God pronounced judgment on the snake and on all the evil of this world. And then and there, God declared victory over sin and death. From the very beginning, God has been revealing a plan. A plan to conquer death and to bring salvation to the world through the incarnation. Through Jesus, through the word made flesh. I've heard it said that we live in a spiritually malnourished world. But I can feel a hunger in this world too. A hunger for reconciliation and redemption. In this world that has been wrecked by sin and brokenness, there is also a yearning for healing and wholeness. Just think about the movies we watch this time of year. We have watched each of them roughly six times at my house already. A Christmas Carol. It's a wonderful life. Even the Grinch. Secular Christmas stories that are remarkably similar to that original Christmas story. All of them are stories of cold, selfish, uncaring individuals who are wrapped up in sin in a deeply broken world. All of them repeating what the first story has already pointed out. We are in need of healing and redemption. We need Christmas. We need Christ. And so God sent a Savior to rescue us from our disobedience and our brokenness, from the scandal of sin. But I think we prefer not to think about or talk about our role in it all, especially during Advent. But that's where the story begins, and we need this time of preparation. We need the birth of a Savior, God in the flesh, God with us. We need it because so many of us are hiding, hiding behind a million things, scared and ashamed and broken. But today and in the weeks ahead, as we enter this season of preparation, may we remember that when Adam and Eve were hiding, God came looking for them. Even in their scandalous state, even in their brokenness, God came looking for them. Even in our state, God comes looking for us. 
Even in our brokenness, God comes looking for us. That was the story way back then, but that is still our story now. God loves us so much that even when we turn away, when we run, when we hide, when we find ourselves lost and broken, God still comes. God will come to heal and to redeem and to save. Friends, God is coming. And in the meantime, we wait. We wait and we prepare. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, master of both light and darkness, We who have so much to do this time of year, we come in this moment to seek quiet spaces, to hear your voice. We who are anxious over so many things, we come looking forward to your presence among us. We who are blessed in so many ways long for the complete joy of your kingdom. We whose hearts are heavy come seeking the joy of your spirit. Oh God, we are your people, walking in darkness yet yearning for light. So to you we say, come Lord Jesus, come. Amen.
choir. Thank you, Scott. Thank you to Julie for filling in for Kim and sharing her gifts with us this morning. Friends, we pause in this moment to reflect on the ways that God has blessed us, to offer our thanksgiving and praise for God's very presence in our lives. As we prepare to receive our tithes and offerings this morning, as we pray God's blessing over them, may we ask God to use us, to use us as instruments of peace and justice and mercy in this world. I invite you, will you rise as you are able, as we sing together the words of our doxology, praise God from whom all blessings flow. be seated. As we offer our prayers this morning, we bring the desires of our hearts, the cries of our hearts to our Creator. May we know that God hears us. Will you join me in an attitude of prayer? Almighty God, here we are. Here we are, gathered together from the busyness of life. But we pause in this moment to be present. To be present and thankful for the work of your spirit in our lives and in our world. We pause in this moment to offer our praise for your constant and unconditional love for your grace and mercy in spite of our disobedience. As we come before you, we recognize that we cannot undo all of our mistakes, but we can turn once more into the living presence of Jesus Christ. Father God, do not let our hearts be fearful. But let us, in a moment of silence, acknowledge our sin and seek your forgiveness. God of healing and transformation. We bring to you our sorrow and we ask for joy. We bring to you our despair and we ask for hope. We bring to you our sin and we ask for forgiveness. Heal and restore us, O oh Lord. 
and now as your people. May you hear the prayers that we bring before you today. We lift up Hayes Engler, Doris's 20-month-old grandson who has a broken leg. We pray for comfort and healing. We also pray for Hayes' parents as they seek to care for him, give them patience and strength. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. We also lift up Nancy Allison as she awaits word from her doctor following chest pains over the weekend. <clears throat> May your spirit wash over her, O oh God. May you give her peace and strength as she waits and rests and recovers. We pray that answers will be found and that Nancy will be on the road to healing very soon. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. We lift up the family of Amber Rex, a young woman from Lima, my friend and colleague who died in a car accident on Wednesday. A sudden loss has come as a shock to many, especially her husband and her three children. So in the midst of this heartache, O oh God, we pray that your spirit will be at work bringing comfort and strength. Amber was a woman of deep faith and love, and we pray now that faith and love will carry those who are grieving today. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. We lift up those who are dealing with illness, those who are struggling with depression and anxiety, those who find themselves in difficult circumstances, and those who are facing their first holiday season without a loved one. Whatever the need, O oh Lord, you already know. May your spirit be at work bringing healing and assurance of your presence in our midst. Remind us that we are never alone. Lord, in your mercy. We also lift up to you, Lord, Luana Butcher, Jay Epley, Rob McCurdy, Jamie Hall, Nancy Fleming, Gary Clausen, Don Traxler. God, we pray that your spirit will fill each heart, give them peace. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. Fathers, we prepare for the coming of the Advent season. We open our hearts to you. The good, the bad, the sin and brokenness of our lives we bring before you. And pray for you to remind us again of your promise. The promise that began in the garden and that you carried out in the birth, life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. The promise of redemption. You have and you are redeeming us and the world around us. Help us, O oh God, to recognize your love and grace at work in this very moment. The good news is not over yet. You are not finished writing our story yet. So speak into our lives. 
speak into our world today, bring a word of peace and hope, and remind us that you are with us. We pray all these things in the name of Christ, who taught us to pray together by saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, And now, as the people of God, our story still being written, a story of redemption, may we stand and sing together our closing hymn, number 213, Lift Up Your Heads, Ye Mighty Gates. Please rise as you are able. over yet. God is still at work bringing healing and redemption to our lives and our world. And while we wait, may we become beacons of love and hope for the world around us. May you go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Amen. <clears throat>